to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. <laughs> Last week, the party kicked, jackhammered, and dug their way through the outer tunnel obstruction and made their way deeper into the tunnel that leads directly to the node chamber of the Arcanium. There, trapped for who knows how long in this tunnel, the party found Robert 2.0, another pentadrone linked to this Arcanium. Sadly, though, this one had been attacked by Semyaza's lackeys and suffered significant damage and was seriously low on power from being separated from the node for so long. With the road ahead unclear and the path ahead blocked by a well-constructed stone wall, our adventurers have some decisions to make. How will they assault the Arcanium? What will they find on the other side of the obstruction? And is Robert 2.0's voice a result of low power? Or is that really just how that face sounds? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. 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 I'm happy to find that out. That's fun. <laughs> that, that can't be what the whole episode's about, but oh, sure. W- well, knowing us, you never know. It's true. I apologize in advance, <laughs> listeners. I have no control and haven't for 202 episodes. We also sometimes have a lot of trouble scheduling so that could be a great thing for you and robert to record on your own which would just oh. be the backstories of the roberts the history of the roberts oh. the this of one roberts. does have quite a quite a backstory i have to say that you all probably will never learn but you know maybe one day well if you released it in podcast form we could learn it <laughs> 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 so how we doing week two of our recording that makes it sound like we've been recording for two weeks really i just mean recording two in this week's recording but i think that whole section really sums it up doesn't it oh, yes. i think yes. so i'm just very eager to ask i would literally was like in the middle of asking a question which i'm sure you cut out in the last episode i think probably as was karen so both oh, of us do we like, need to just hop in should our should our gift to the listeners for listening to 45 minutes of you all trying to find out Robert 2.0's backstory be that we start less than five minutes after the episode begins? <laughs> or, I mean, we were pretty crazy last week, so maybe yeah. this is like an apology. I mean, we can make whatever excuses we want, should we just hop in? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you all want to, like, that's fine. Honestly, it's been a weird week, and I'm ready to play D&D, so if we want to jump in, let's jump in. Let's play. I'm ready for jumping. I'm ready for jumping. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> So you all have been meandering about the twisty turny tunnel underneath the Arcanium here in the north with Robert 2.0. And you, after a while of chatting, made it to the other end of the tunnel. But there, unfortunately, is another obstruction. And to make matters worse, it is more finely constructed than the other plug that you all just dug through. That one looked like a cave-in, a controlled but still just a cave-in. This one looks like they built a wall here. Glad that I saved that spell slot because I think we're going to need it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask Robert 2.0 if they, I'm going to say on our island, there were creatures that had essentially been born out of putting so much power into the node um, that it, why are you looking at me like that? I did not know what you were talking about, but I do Uza. now. Uza yeah. and, and, and Garden guard with Mala. With Mala. Yeah. I always remember yeah. with Mala's name for some reason. I was going to um, say Rothmildo, so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm going to say these, uh, I'm going to say, is there, before you left, was there any indication that something like that might have happened to the leader here? I just, what I'm hoping. 
uh, Robert 2.0 sort of... Uh, <laughs> when I say sadly, I don't mean that they are sad. I mean it's kind of sad to watch because they are so low on energy and damaged. Uh, so they sort of sadly like swing their one functioning face back and forth and say, No, uh, no, nothing like that here. I had gotten some initial reports back when that happened, but the day that everything happened with that, uh, our leaders, our arcanists here happened to be out on a, a sort of field trip of sorts, if you will, so no, we don't have anything like that here. Just me. How many people are putting energy into the node right now? That w- When you were there? They nod and they say, well, as far as I could tell when I was watching, it was really just the one lady. Uh, but they were bringing, she was bringing a ton of folks through that portal, let me tell you. How recent were their arcanists working with the node before this lady showed up? Why are you asking me a history question? I don't know, it's been hundreds of years. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hundreds of years. I, d- oh, I miss the, them, the, I guess. The but... time frame between that. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. Do you need to touch the node to feel better? Because I'm feeling like we're pretty close. Oh, Wait. no, I need... Yeah, I need to be able to be, you know, p- p- within grab. I don't actually have to touch it, but I, I do need to sort of be... You know, right next to it. Is, is there a little outlet down on the side? No, I don't need to plug, plug in. in. I'm not a toaster. That's offensive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but what if they it, were a toaster? A toaster? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <Lauren>. Yes. <laughs> okay, I want to ask while we're doing a fact-finding mission of sorts. Apparently so. Bring it on. Um, have you... Did you see... Uh, Samyaza, I don't know if you know that's her name. That's her name. Did you see Samyaza bringing in inhabitants from this island, perhaps, to, like, to the node's center? Oh, um, what a good question. Yeah, yeah, before I, before I got, you know, stuck down here, uh, she was, she was bringing people in. I didn't really see what was happening to them. She mostly kept them on the second level. And the second level on our island were basically office spaces. Is that the same here? Office and lab space, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, at least when the Arcanium was operational, I mean, in theory, the five of them were identical. Mm -hmm. So confirmation of an Arcanium on the main island. Very nice. Do you know what the beast is? Oh, we don't talk about that here. I know you don't talk about that here, but can you give us a hint? (laughs) Oh, no, I mean, we don't talk about it because I don't know. That was what caused the Arcaniums to go offline, and I haven't, you know, I I assume it was like this on the other island, too, but I, you know, I live here. I don't really leave. You see what happens when I go too far away. One more question. Uh, Do you think that directly behind this wall is the node? Like, we're going to find our way through, and then we're going to be in the midst of it all? Uh, sh- they say, um, they say, n- n- well, I mean, the node isn't, you know, sitting on the other side of this wall. Uh, I, I, uh, it, uh, so once we get through here, I don't know how, I don't know. But let me, I'll tell you what's there, and then some portion of that is filled up with wall. So a little bit ahead of here, there's a ladder sort of carved into the rock that leads up and to a hatch. And once you get through that hatch, then you're in the node chamber, which is where I live. 
Let's make it go boom. The wall? <laughs> the wall. The whole thing. Dude, this was a suicide mission. Were you unaware? This deer is the only one who gets out of this. Oh my gosh. Because she's got the death ward. And even then, you know she'll end up fighting to the death twice. <laughs> Do you know how deep this... Um, barrier is by any chance. Oh god, I'll give them advantage because they know this area well, but they didn't watch while it was being constructed, so let's see if they can sort of, you know, trigonometry or geometry it out. Let's see. Oh, no. Well, it is definitely more than a foot and less than 15 feet. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a small margin. Thank you. So helpful. Well, you're welcome. I tried. It's been, you know, it's sad for me to be here because I can feel the energy. I just can't get to it. I'm going to take out my key and see if them being close to the key helps to charge them at all. Um, oh, my goodness. I haven't seen that one in hundreds of years. Thank you for reminding me what it looked like. <laughs> I will say, does this help you to feel better? Does this help to charge you at all? Sass. No, it does not. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it, it was a, I appreciate the gesture. And it, it actually, it might have helped your friend uh, on the island where that key is from. Mm-hmm. But I'm keyed to this node and the energies that come from it. And this isn't one of them. Kit, where is your key from? The Southern Island, Southern right? Island. Yeah. The Abjuration Key, right? Yes. Abjuration's from the north. But I... Oh, but maybe Merkel would know. Okay, sure. Right? I want to show it to them now. Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. And they... That's one of mine. Where did you get it? Well, you see, there's this giant jelly man <laughs> in the south. And they gave it to me. Do I want... Oh, did you meet us down there? Uh, no. No. Did you go into the Arcanium down there? We did. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Did you go to the node chamber? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We We did spend a lot of time there, though. Why are they saying, uh uh-oh? Well, you didn't meet my counterpart in the south, and it sounds like you sort of were around, so I'm concerned for them, but all anyway. I'm very happy to see this key, though. Thank you for returning it to its rightful place. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Oh, oh, uh, you can hang on. I don't. I mean, you can hang on to it. It'll, it's sort. Of, it's giving me a little pep. If you, you know, if I'm, I, you know, if I happen to be like speaking into a microphone and I was looking at the way that my voice looked on the microphone, it would be louder now because you gave me more energy from the key. So I appreciate that very oh much. God. And you see one of the other. You see one of the other um, arms, like be- like the eye begins to flutter and it begins to sort of move about of its own volition. Uh, uh, and it, it sort of says, Oh, lovely to see you. Uh, and then <laughs> goes back to sleep. Uh, but you definitely have made have made the active face uh, you know, more energetic and begun to to give more energy to the rest of it. You know, it's one key, it's not gonna be a ton, and really for it to for it to be meaningful, you would probably have to leave the key with them, which, you know, they do not expect you to do either. Um, But it certainly helped, and they certainly appreciate it, and you certainly have made a a friend. Yay, I love making friends! (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, oh, I have so many like backstory questions that I want to ask, but I don't know if now is the time, but I want to. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, you don't have any more duration spells just hanging out, so. I mean, I guess technically maybe you're still kind of big, but that's not going to last too much longer at this point. Yeah. I also want to ask Mirko about the counter... Oh, no, Mur- uh, Yeah, about the counterpart on the Southern Island, but I don't want to upset Robert 2.0 if something terrible has happened to it. <laughs> sure. We'll make, a, make a wisdom inside check, Kit. Okay. That is a 19. It's a natural one. Mirko is avoiding your gaze. He very much does not want you to ask that exact question. So I am not going to right now. I'm going uh-huh. to give Mirko a stern look. <laughs> Will not meet could... your eye. Will not meet your eyes. He knows. He knows I'm he... mad at him. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I feel like he's astute enough for that. And at once he is both frightened by it and then also not because he is both at once a measly glorp construction and also an almighty everlasting glorp. Fair. Yeah. I'm gonna say, <laughs> but, it's not gonna last long. <laughs> it doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, Mirko's... Uh, yeah, oh, this is getting too deep into and personhood, up. so let's move on. Blow it up. Why do you want to blow up this I wall? Bria wants to get through the wall. <laughs> I want to... Yeah, so? I'm ready to... I really still think I keep picturing us making ourselves invisible and then opening the little hatch and then sneaking behind her and then all of us shoving a dagger into her at the same time and that'll totally kill her. That's, That's what I'm wishful picturing. thinking and I totally I celebrate that. I celebrate Thank that you. about you and... <laughs> I think Bria really misses the fact that she wasn't in Selsen. Yeah. I think so. That's, mm-hmm. she, that's what she But wants. she's also shortcutting that season to one infiltration <laughs> moment. Yeah. After what? Three happen. failed plans to do that. <laughs> this is a fun season for me. Yeah. A lot of very I, yeah. good dice rolls. Yeah. Shall we investigate this wall to see if it actually maybe can be blown up? or sure. Or shape Or a search for like a door maybe go, or something in like, it. Yeah. A door or like maybe knock on it, see Look what it's for made a out stud of. In a brick wall, basically. <laughs> I got this, Chris. I got this. Do I got this? Well, it's a 19. Okay. Anybody else uh, investigating or perceiving this wall? Sure. Why Great. not? It's, there's more I... space here, and it's sort of less disorganized, so it's fine if you all do Did it. Did I just help you, Bria? Yeah, I took okay. that. That's That <laughs> Great. was my intention, so I'm glad. <laughs> Great. Vizdir, uh, what'd you get? 18. And Kit? How about taking that passive perception. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, and Bria, what did you get? 19. Yeah, uh, definitely no door. Uh, and it, I mean, no obvious traps, but it is solid. And it goes up to the ceiling as well. It just completely oh, fills yeah. the ceiling space. Ceiling, floor, both sides, yep, completely fills the space. I wonder if we dug underneath. I wonder if it's... Hmm. I, I really I... don't I really don't want to use your spell slot because... Unless we think it would work and it's worth it. Is digging well, I mean, even if, an option? I will start to have Mage Hand dig as we talk and see if it goes super deep. I don't want to get my fingernails dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm being your Mage Hand digging medium. about half an ounce of dirt out every three and a half, half seconds. Half an ounce? No, it's more than that. Five pounds. You're right. It's five pounds. But uh-huh. that, in that case, that's going to take about 15 seconds for it to collect that much dirt at once. So five, five, five pounds every 15 seconds. What's that? Do you know every three how seconds? long it takes us to make any sort of plan? The Mage Hand will have dug under by the time that we have talked about this. Thank you. That's a good point. Mage that's a good Hand point. is digging. Um, let, me, let me check on something real quick. Oh, it's a 19. Um, Mirko just asks if you would like for him to detect magic again. 
Oh, sure. He's like, I have all these spell slots, and I feel like I'm never going to use them, so. Unless it's to detect magic. Mirko, you might have to help us fight later. (laughs) You should be ready for that, bro. (laughs) He looks over and goes, thought you were getting kind of fond of me, but all right. (laughs) We all do our part here. (laughs) (laughs) And my part is to die gloriously and return to Glorp, huh? Is to die gloriously. (laughs) (laughs) He like... He, like, stares at you for two seconds and then just, like, without breaking eye contact with you, Bria, just, like, starts, like, angrily spellcasting. Not <laughs> casting detect magic, to be clear, which you recognize. But. Yes, he's not attacking me. Yeah, so he'll, uh, is, so he does that. He casts up his detect magic, uh, and he pauses, and he points, and he says, uh, it's thick, so I can't tell what it is. But there's magic on the other side of this wall. I don't know what it is, though. It's too thick for me to really get a good read. I can just barely tell it's there in the first place. Can he uh, dispel from here? I think he has to be able to see it. And how? how what is the thickness of wall through which you can detect things? Well. On detect magic. We would oh, know that. We both have actually, those. Uh, dispel magic actually doesn't say you have to be able to see it. Um, what is the... Oh, uh, he says, well... Uh, it depends on exactly what kind of stone this is. Uh, you know, we... And Flick, Detect Magic is a first-level spell. So you might even remember some of this uh, from your childhood. But Kit also I, has Detect Magic. Yeah, I also yeah, but, have it. Yes, but what you remember is that Mirko was trained to, to push the limits of his spells... Uh, in a very unpleasant way, as you probably recall. Uh, but he says, you know, depending on exactly what kind of stone it is and how well constructed it is, it could be anywhere from one to like seven or eight feet thick. Um, that's that's the farthest I've ever been able to push my senses with this spell. Um, and I don't think it's that thick because I didn't have to work that hard, but probably more than a foot thick because I did kind of have to push. Mm. And you all will both note that the spell itself notes that it can only penetrate one foot of stone. One foot of stone. And Kit, your spell deals with five feet? Yeah, as long as the wall isn't thicker than than five feet, I can uh, make a little door. If Mirko had to take a bet, he would be okay. Like, he would be like, I mean, the odds are in your favor. That's Mm. what I was Based on my abilities. Yeah, Yeah, that's... I'm thinking we should, if he does, if there's nothing saying he can't, we should definitely do dispel before. We yeah, if that's possible, I think if he can try to do that, let's do it. Does he know what kind it is? No, it's too. It's too. That's it? one of the reasons he thinks it's more than than a foot yeah, because right. he I, can't. He can't get a read. I don't think Doesn't there's Azira any... have like a special stone thing. No, am I conf- no? Am I confusing a previous character? I'm being yes. serious. Yeah, okay. you are. Yeah, thinking of stone cunning, which is a dwarf okay. thing. Yeah. I was. I was I literally know, I thinking. I was like, can it's I? Funny though. Is there any way that I can argue there was a dwarf in the monastery that taught me about stone? Mm-hmm. Absolutely but, not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but Mirko can try and dispel whatever's over there if you want. Mm-hmm. I want. Kit is doubting because we think that the magic is too strong for him to dispel? Question mark? Um, no, I feel like we should try it. I'm just like... We also have no clue she... what it is. Yeah, we don't know what it is. We don't know if... Uh, I don't know. 
someone is connected to the magic or someone's like holding the spell and they're gonna know if it goes down and then they're gonna know we're coming but we don't, don't really know. have I a th- choice because if we go through yeah. it it's gonna come out somewhere or another i say we wait to dispel until we get through somehow um whether that be with kit's spell or i don't know otherwise your but is pickaxe is, or whatever bria is the magic like in the stone or is it like a layer just past the stone like that's the real question because if we make the door it might trigger something anyway but i'm concerned that if we make a door and we open the door the second that the door opens an alarm's gonna sound Mm -hmm. and then we can't stab her in the back with the daggers i've got a dream i know i know (laughs) dream about you semyaza I liked that one. It was bad. But I thank did. God that one. I didn't see. I was going in a different direction. So. Well, what do we want to do? Do we want to try and? I mean, digging is is going to take a little bit of time. But then we've got what? What are I'm we just laughing at? Forty eight hours with you, like this. <laughs> no, you're you're. I was not. I promise, I was not laughing at any of your suggestions. Uh, I was thinking about other things. Don't worry about it. Uh, how is the mage hand digging going so far? It's not great. You have like a half a cup of dirt. I have a question. Would yes. it be worth it to try to do dispel magic and the shape stone? Is that what it's called? The shape stone mm-hmm. at the same time. I think we need to see what it is first. Because no matter what, we're going to potentially trip something right whether it be going through the magic or you know whether it's like the magic is on the wall to see if there's any changes right if we make the door and dispel at the same time then we have more time to get through the door and potentially hide as long as there's no one on the other side rather than yeah you know what I mean yeah I do uh I mean is there a question for me in that just can can those two things happen simultaneously I mean you could certainly try and cast simultaneously yeah whether or not yes you could certainly try and cast those things simultaneously and Mirko has enough control with the spell magic to not just dispel the pass wall or the stone shape so yes (laughs) great yeah I mean that's fine with me I was kind of inclined to say he should just cast the spell magic first and then I immediately after will do stone shape just just in case but um yeah I think if we're gonna go for it we should just go on ahead no time for digging no time like the present <laughs> the mage hand's still going yeah the, the mage hand stays here uh this is where I lose it um uh that was my inclination as well, except Flick made what I thought was a good point, which was that I don't even know if he know he made it. That, um, <laughs> no, it wasn't an insult. Oh, no, I, I didn't think it was. Look, I don't know. Oh, maybe he did. I, I, don't I, don't know. Know, I don't know anything these days. So, <laughs> you know. I, you, that he could still have his detect magic up as she was building the wall, and that would potentially give us, as the wall gets thinner, would give us a better idea of what type of magic this is. Oh, I see. So the only, oh, oh, I understand. I have to see something. Because you're not, I keep thinking you're using pass wall, but you're not using stone shape. That's that's a good idea, Bria. Thank you, Bazira. You're You're welcome. That's a great idea, Flick. Thank you. Oh, I mean, yeah, actually, that's that's true. You could do that because if it was pass wall, no, because it would all happen at once. But stone shape, you're literally like touching the stone and forming it. Uh, so, I mean, it'll require some spellcasting ability checks, I think, to like time it out right if you really want to try and 
you know, figure out what it is before you break through, but definitely not impossible. Interesting plan. I kind of like it. I'm also totally fine with just dispelling magic, but... I mean, that's fine too, yeah. And I, and think I, I feel like everyone was fighting plan. against me for that. Kit, you're the boss. I, well, uh, Kit, you're the one doing the spell, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to go with whatever the team thinks is best, no, I, even I like if this. I'm a little confused. Yeah, I think this I like is my this favorite idea. plan we've come up with so far. Mm-hmm. Great. I, I want to make sure that we're all going into this uh, eyes open, so let me just make sure that I understand what's happening, and I will lay out the possible pitfalls that you all can then weigh. So the idea here is that Kit is going to cast Stone Shape basically at the same time that Mirko casts Dispel Magic. Mm, yes? No. No, because well, he still has to has up. Detect Up. Yeah. Got it. Well, he can keep his Detect Up even as he's casting uh-huh. the spell, but... Yes, but we don't want to dispel until we get there. Okay, that's why I'm checking. So, Kit casts Stone Shape. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, Oh, I get it. So you want Kit to Stone Shape to thin out the wall enough for Mirko to be able to tell what kind of magic is on the other side. Here's the problem. I missed that part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, and and the problem it's an it's an interesting plan. The problem though is that it seems to me that based on what Mirko's find, uh, what Mirko finds, you might want Kit to abort mission and not continue stone shaping and that is unlikely. There I mean, she would have to roll a very good like uh you know, reflex check of some sort that I will come up with to just like redirect the spell so that it makes a different shape but once she starts casting it it is it's going to finish do you know what i mean y- yeah i don't think that's i think we just want to know what's behind the wall what kind of magic is behind the wall i don't right. i think we need to get through either way i think way. we're going to dispel it either way we're right? gonna, yeah we're no... well i don't right? i think we need to know what got it is it. first got it you know I, I, I don't want to i don't want to dispel plan. anything until we know what it is that's my vote but y'all seem to want to just get rid of it before we even like I don't know. My only concern is I don't I don't want to use two fourth level spell slots if we are about to see some Yaza. That's that's the only thing that I'm concerned about. And Just if in I case this is more than casting, five feet. Yeah. Or well more if we like are like, oh stop now because of whatever the magic and then I need right. to it's like, a big scary evocations thought- very powerful evocation spell. Like, oh shit, it's gonna blow up and then you would have to right. So. My thought is that she is making a if we're thinning it she's making like kind of like an arch and the 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 uh wall is coming kind of outwards um to make this arch right so then the stone is coming kind of outwards to make an arch but the end of the arch will still be a door so no matter what there's still a door at the end it's just a really thin little door like a regular sized door that we can open when we know what type of magic it is or dispel the magic does that make sense so like all of the the i keep wanting to say wood all of it, <laughs> it the oh my god it's called stone stone <laughs> Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, you make it thinner so that he can do these extra things as she keeps kind of shaping it down mm-hmm. to then become right. a door. But she's not going to just do, like, an arch. Like, there's going to still be a door there that, like, if we open the door, that would potentially trigger whatever it is. So we wouldn't open the door until... And he would know I... when it gets to be less than one foot right. because he has detect right. magic still up and he would be able to right. sense what it is. Right. You all know that I I don't give... 
Taryn any advantages beyond what she absolutely convinces me of. But as she was describing this, I am reading the spell Stone Shape, and I I think actually that could work. I think, Kit, if you shape a stone door and its frame to seal it shut as you are creating this small passage through the wall, I actually I, I think it's interesting, and I'm still going to make you make a, a spellcasting ability check, but it's going to be much, much lower to like basically create a stone door if you so desire without opening the door, right? It's all there. It's a functional door that you've created. You just don't open it, which is some tricky spellcasting, but I believe in Kit if that's what she decides she wants to do. Now, the only hitch is still if there's more than five feet, then you're going to be creating a door that opens onto more stone, and that will be a fourth level spell slot down. But this is the best we've got, I think. I agree. I think it's the best plan that we got. I feel less concerned about using two fourth level spell slots if it's literally the only way we can get there. I was more concerned about like stopping the spell like halfway through because we were concerned and then having, having to, to continue on. When, mm-hmm. yeah. When, yeah. Um, so I feel fine about using the two spell slots if that's our only option. So I'm happy to move forward with this plan. We're also forgetting one additional pitfall. The one that the Mage Hand created. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Shave some pates. everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying this episode so far, it would be serotonal if you could pop on over to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We always read those five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and it's been a while. So, so go leave us a review. We also want to remind everyone that we have a Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition to that, we also support several other Patreons via our Patreon at Forward program, so you'd be contributing to all of them as well. Right now, I do want to take a minute to recognize some of our current awesome patrons, and we've added quite a few this month, which I'm really excited about, and they're all in categories that are going to get called out right now. So I want to say thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and our newest Herald, Alex Bauer. We'll be reaching out soon to you, Alex, to get you all the goodies and get your submissions for wild magic and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, also, thank you to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen. And thank yous to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio Eliahu of Mert Grove and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. Now, since this is the last episode of the month, we are also going to be thanking our Shimmer Scale council members. They are now... Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Kelsey G, Jay Sprigg, Gordon Ross, Sam Rodman, Jabari Bunch, Tanya C. DePass, Harmony Bat, Adam Mando Wookie, Avari Roman, and our two new council members, Casual Daddy and Shane. If you want to get shoutouts on the show like all of those awesome folks, Hop on over to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge and become a patron today. Enjoy DD video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular DD stream shows. 
You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at Idle Champions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. All right, finally, as quick as I can, season 11 of Rivals of Waterdeep premieres this Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash Rivals of Waterdeep. Okay, lots of info. That'll all be in the episode notes. But what won't be in the notes is that yours truly is going to be one of two co-DMs this season for the Rivals. I'm going to be joining my friend Brian Gray, who you might recognize as Urban Bohemian on the interwebs. Uh, and the two of us are going to be together behind the screen this season. So I'm really excited to get back to playing with them. I'm really excited to co-DM with Brian, and hopefully I'm excited to see you in chat this coming Sunday. All right, that's all the announcements we got right now. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Please fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. All right, so Kit, is this what you want to do? Stone shape a door into this wall ever so finely. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Kit begins to cast. <laughs> uh, all right, Kit, I need you to make a spellcasting ability check, so a wisdom check, please. Can I give her my advantage? Well, I think she has. I have an inspiration. Okay. She has an inspiration. Yeah. If it goes poorly, we'll use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Hey, let's use the inspiration. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, just, it's just my wisdom modifier. It's not. It is. It's not proficiency yeah. for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're doing something outside the bounds of normal Spielkirsten. Oh, good. That was even worse. I'm so happy. Oh, no. <sighs> okay. Uh, you said it was going to be lower, but it is. Uh, it's a 10. How much lower? Uh. How can we help? Can we play a little bit? That's what video? I'm trying to figure it out. You don't have any more prophecy like, or anything? I know it's before, but... Tug well, the tapestry. T- well, the tug the tapestry is bad. Oh. The yeah, that I remember. precognition won't help because she already had advantage with her inspiration. I could maybe give her a bardic, another bardic inspiration. I mean, I've already let you do one bardic after the fact. I and know. It m- and it may help, so I'm going to let you do it if you want to. She can't take one of my luckies, right? That's just me. No, that's just you. Because there's a whole other feat for halflings that allows them to share their lucky points. So Yeah, I mean, I want to get through the wall. Okay, so D8... Kit, I believe. 
It's another eight. This is my lucky D8. 18 is gonna do it. And 18 will in fact do it. So you see the door begin to form and it sort of begins to tremble. Like the stone almost on your side begins to like wobble. Like it looks like it's gonna like begin to swing open. Uh, And Flix just starts. (laughs) 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 It goes from very calming to like manic. (laughs) Like, yeah. To be fair, I think this is the first time I have ever cast this spell. So. Correct. Yeah. Oh, correct. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You had no reason to even know if you could manage this on a normal day, let alone, you know, under pressure and with something scary on the other side. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, you do it. You create the door. The door is, you know, the last, whatever, six inches of stone. And Mirko can get a read on the magic on the other side. And on the other side, he gets a pretty strong abjuration reading. Hmm. And then after a moment, he goes, oh, wait, there's two, actually. There's one really powerful abjuration, and then there's like a piddly abjuration. Is it like a you get through the first round and then get hit with something else kind of thing? Or it may be like a big cast spell or like a little weapon or something. I don't know. Maybe let's um, sneakily open the door. Do we not want to dispel anything first? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stira, the non-magical one, like, uh... (laughs) Because we couldn't speak. Sure. Mirko? Why can't you speak? Because he... Just wanted to open the door without dispelling it. I just wanted to open the door. Oh, we just went, oh, ah! you were you were so shocked that you couldn't speak. Correct. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you, t- you what did you say, Marco? Marco. Uh, he goes. Yeah, no promises. That's a pretty hefty, pretty hefty aura. But I'll do my best. Uh, which just, of course, means he's gonna have to roll too. So he makes a few passes, and you you see him, even in just the couple of seconds it takes to cast Detect Magic, you see, like, a couple of, like, slimy glorp sweat beads begin to form on his forehead. Uh, And he... uh, Oh, before he starts, he says, the big one or the small one? The big one. Which one one do you want me to target? The big one. Okay, just making sure. I made that assumption and then realized I should ask. Uh, So he screws his face up for a little while, and... uh, he finishes casting and shakes his head and goes, I'm, I mean, I can try again. I'm sorry, but my detect magic is still up and the aura is still there. It's, it's a, it's a hefty one. I can try again if you want, but. I mean, I think yes. Um, before we do, what would we realistically know about the types of like abjuration spells that might be like protecting a passageway? Is it the sort of thing? Yeah. What what might we know? Give me arcana checks for anyone who feels like you are curious about that. Uh, Kit, since you asked, we'll start with you. What'd you get? A 10. Okay. Uh, who else rolled? Kit? Uh, mm. Who else rolled? Flick? I did. And I'm gonna maybe make an argument for... Um... Because this is an intelligence role, wait, Mm -hmm. intelligence skill, having to maybe do with a spell that my fiendish sister cast, because Uh I get, let's see, what is it? Um, Oh, that's intelligence checks. Never mind. Never mind. This is an intelligence check. Oh, well, then I get, I have advantage on survival checks and intelligence checks to recall information about fiends due to my ranger Trait. Very nice, but 
Absolutely not. Just because not? a Come on. a part fiend learned and cast this spell long after you last saw her. I like I like your attempt. I like the class feature use, but absolutely not. No, no, no. Come on. If it was to remember what color eyes Semyaza has, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a fifteen. Okay, Bria. A twenty. Thank you. Bizdira. A 12. Okay, great. What was the question? <laughs> what color is Sonyaza's eyes? Oh, what eyes? kinds of magic? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all put your heads together uh, and... How? <laughs> you all put your heads together and you try and figure some stuff out. And with a 20, you get a, a good chunk of things. Um, the first thing that immediately comes to most of your minds uh, is the possibility of a glyph of warding, uh, which could do just about anything to you from the other side, right? It could blow up. It could have another spell cast in it could do all kinds of things. You don't think it's that because uh, because Mirko should have been able to dispel a glyph of warding without much effort. So it's something more powerful than that. Beyond that, there's all kinds of things that it could be in terms of privacy. It could be as simple as uh trying to you know keep this area sealed. It might not have any effect on anyone who manages to get through it. It might just be some sort of strengthening spell to, you know, keep the stone set here. But there are other options for it. Uh, you know, there are, there's the possibility that, you know, with a 20, I'll say, uh, Bria, you have even heard of, um, there was a, a wizard that came through the old rogue school thing that you used to be in a million years ago uh, to show some of the more advanced older students, like, possible magical traps that they would have to get around. And you remember this one that's very much like a glyph of warding, but much, much more powerful. Uh, and that wizard called the spell Symbol. And it could do anything from kill you to put you to sleep to uh, drop you into agonizing, incapacitating pain and all kinds of other stuff. And I, because I have this memory, I will obviously relay this memory and say, this sounds like old magic, and it sounds like she's leaning into old magic from some of the stuff that we've talked about. So maybe we should try again. Try again to dispel. Mm-hmm. That seems really scary if that's what it is. I think it's Even probably worth warning, it. Even a glyph of warding, I keep saying, like, we should blow this up, but, like, I didn't actually want it to blow us up. <laughs> Yeah, Mirko, would you give it another go? Do we want yeah, that? Yeah, let me make let me have Mirko make an Arcana check real quick. Yeah, yeah, okay. He didn't do well enough to know any more than any of you, so. Mm. Um, could he use a Bardic Inspiration with uh, to boost up a Dispel Magic? Sure could. It's an ability check, so yeah, absolutely could. All I don't right. know how many you have, Flick. That's my last one like until a short rest. You could also give him advantage a with a... Rest. with a, Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, you could also give him advantage with Portent, if you have any of those Oh, left. the Precog? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll give him one of the Precognitions so that I can save the Bardic oh, right. for later. Portent, Portent is the name of what we call Tug the Tapestry for uh, divination wizards in oh. their like school subclass. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he's got advantage and a D8 bardic inspiration. Oh, look, that's what I happen to be holding in my hand right now. Hooray! And a hair. Is he doing it? Yeah, yeah. I All right, yes. Mirko bears down, screws up his face a little. Jeez, I'm Oh, heavens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I'm awesome. showing the players that I rolled an 8 and a 9 on my d20s and a 1 on my Bardic Inspiration. So that comes out to a 15, uh, which does not dispel whatever's on the other side of this door. Okay, so we know it's a higher than a 5th level spell. Yeah. Um, also not very surprising. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, he can keep trying it. For what it's worth, he's out of third level spots, but he's got three fourth, two fifth, uh, and some more, you know, a couple more beyond that, although that's getting into some high level uses. Uh, he just, he shakes his head and he's like, y'all, I'm sorry, but also like, whoever casts this, holy shit. Well, do, can he tell where it is? Like, can he tell the, you know, general, is it right in front of the door? Is it, oh, I don't know. Okay, that finally was a half-decent roll, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's on the other side of the door. So congratulations, Kit. I think you managed to get all the way through this plug, or they've buried the symbol in the middle of the stone wall, I guess. But uh, actually, that's a good idea. I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I want to ask Robert. Oh, yes, I'm still here, too. (laughs) Uh, This is definitely the only way up to the node chamber, right? Uh... They shake their head and they say, no, 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 there's always the front door. That's okay. not an option. I think... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one... I We just don't know if it's something that's like a glyph of warding-esque type thing. We just don't know the trigger. And I almost want to have us like... Because I can open a door with thaumaturgy if the door is, in fact, able to be opened. And I almost want to like hide behind the corner back like past like the other end of the hallway and then open it and see if that's the trigger or if that is a trigger of some kind, if it's like movement or I don't know, something like that. Does that help us? Is it worth it? I'm just concerned that if there's there's some sort of alarm also set on this with the smaller one, that it's going to alert her. So it's just, yeah. My ideal is that we don't have to fight anyone but her. But, you know. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. But, I mean, okay, so the other options are we just try and go into the front door like through I think this is our way in yeah so what other options do we have I mean I think honestly I think our best option um yeah we I I think we have two options we can either dispel the small spell see what that does I think we can also we could take a short rest I could re-up my wild shapes which actually would probably be helpful for me um and you could re-up your bardic inspiration flick and then we could have Mirko try again using more bardic inspiration, um, which maybe is our best bet for like upping the potency of that spell. Does Mirko get any spell slots back from a short rest? He does actually. He's a wizard, so he'll get a fairly high level wizard actually. So he gets some spell slots back. It doesn't matter what they are, but yes, he does get some back on a short rest. Yeah, so. Is it worth mm. having him try to dispel one more time before we would take a short rest? with the amount that he would get back. Yeah, that's helpful. So yeah, I think short rest is definitely a good way to go. Mm-hmm. The question is, if we do, if he does manage to dispel any of it, will it set off any triggers that would alert them to our presence? For what it's worth, M- Mirko would suggest because of exactly that, he would suggest resting first because he's already used more than seven total levels of spells. Go ahead and recover. And once those are recovered, then start you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like I also feel like us resting and having a quick like, not you know, because we haven't been planning enough yet. I think having a like powwow of like what's going to happen when we get up the ladder is not a bad idea. Right. And for right. what it's worth, throwing in some contingencies. What happens if Semyaza is the only one down there? What happens if there's a ton of people, including Semyaza? What happens mm-hmm. if Semyaza isn't back there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. I like that. Short resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then trying again. Hey, Flick. What's that? Roll a d20 for me, will you? Oh, okay. Here we go. That's a three. Hey, Bria. Roll oh. percentile for me, will you? I don't want to. 
You know I'm always the worst at this. That's why I asked. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a 69. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's where we're going to leave it! Stop! That's where we're leaving this episode. Nice. Thanks. That's where we're leaving this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. 69. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what that nice roll means for the party as they attempt to short rest. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more DD. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kid, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. I don't know, but let me, I'll tell you what's there, and then some portion of that is filled up with wool. So once you, you, shit, there's a train. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot handle this voice.